All right, welcome back. So today, uh, continuing uh, the reading of Tao Te Ching, the way and its power, uh, Tao and Tao Te Ching. Uh, we're this is class thirteen, and starting with chapter twenty-seven, we might get through twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine today. Uh, in twenty-seven, oh, I'll send the links. Just a second. That's the link for 27, and then just change the 7 to 8 to get to 8 or 9. Uh, we're seeing some very um, pure um, pith Taoist teaching here, in, in all three of these actually, 27, 28, 29. And more is explained actually in terms of the Taoist perspective. Uh, we understand that critical is uh, an understanding of yin-yang polarity and particularly that the yin is what uh, is what the yang depends upon it's uh, the strong depends on the weak the fire depends on the water the doing uh, depends on the being uh, the inner the outer activity of particularly speech and just just like uh, Buddhism would would say speech and action depends on thought so thought word and deed word and deed speech and physical behavior depends on thought uh, and thought uh, very much uh, should be broad and deep and all-encompassing uh, at least as much as necessary in any one circumstance or condition or situation <clears throat> um, and the Taoist is very much about um, go along with the flow, don't interrupt the natural, accord with the way, accord with the logos, same as Heraclitus, uh, move beyond uh, strictly personal into the universal, or universalize the personal, uh, bring the universal into the personal. And that's sort of the... Um, the interface between cosmology or ontology, right, the nature of, the, of, of cosmic life or path, the nature of being or mind or self, uh, those universals brought to the personal <clears throat> live our lives in awareness of uh, the big picture and the way uh, phenomena occur or proceed being you know, polarity and cycles uh, that, that never end, unceasing polarity in cycles or of alternation uh, and in that uh, resting in the yin is a whole lot better than than the yang or uh, if you try to stretch it to the limit it'll break but if you hold back you'll have reserve this kind of thing <coughs> so let's look at 27 first Arthur Whaley then DC Lau and maybe I'll read them both together and see how that goes and then do commentary. So Tao Te Ching, chapter 27, Arthur Whaley translation. Perfect activity leaves no track behind it. Perfect speech is like a jade worker whose tool leaves no mark. The perfect reckoner or counter needs no counting slips. The perfect door has neither bolt nor bar yet cannot be opened. The perfect knot, K-N-O-T, needs neither rope nor twine, yet cannot be united. I think it means untied. <laughs> There's a spelling mistake there. Cannot be untied. Therefore, the sage is all the time in the most perfect way helping men. He certainly does not turn his back on men. Is all the time in the most perfect way helping creatures. He certainly does not turn his back on creatures. <clears throat> this is called resorting to the light. Truly, quote, the perfect man is the teacher of the imperfect, but the imperfect is the stock in trade of the perfect man. He who does not respect his teacher, he who does not take care of his stock in trade, much learning though he may possess, is far astray. This is the essential secret. So, in the in the first uh, section, even though there's no there's, it hasn't been sectioned, uh, 
initially we're talking, we're, we're given a teaching on perfect activity, perfect speech, perfect counting, a perfect door or a knot. So the formulation of something that's perfect or the, the nature of any kind of perfect <laughs> doing, like the doing of behavior or speech or counting or a door or making a knot tying together. Uh, <clears throat> um, basically uh, sort of dissolves at completion. It leaves no track, leaves no mark, so activity with no track, speech with no mark, uh, counting without um, assistance, uh, the door that just naturally closes and stays closed, the knot that normally stays tied and, and cannot be untied. Um, it, it's like, you know, he, he shoots the bullseye then puts down the gun. He, he uh, makes his statement then withdraws. He uh, takes his best shot and then retires. This kind of thing. <clears throat> Rather than uh, hard driving for more. And um, doing without uh, demanding for more than, than simple, simply uh, excellent performance. I do my best, then I leave it alone. Something like that. Now, <clears throat> how that connects to the sage helping men, helping creatures, not turning their back on men or creatures, meaning not, not giving up on people, uh, I'm not sure how those are connected. Sometimes you, what you see here is um, Taoist sayings that get stitched together into chapters. The, um, you may even find some of these phrases, some of them in other documents. And so some of this, it's like the gospel, um, the, the four gospels of the New Testament can be, uh, some of the phrases can be found in Gnostic documents, can be found in other non-canonical um, chapters. So this kind of uh, compositing uh, we can, may be happening here because it's not clear to me how uh, it doesn't have, it's just not a necessary comp connection between uh, action without grasping. It's sort of Wu Wei or, you know, Wu Wei meaning non-forcing or non-action, non-forcing action, um, uh, action in accord with the flow with nothing extra added, um, not seeking beyond the seeking of, um, you know, ac excellent or adequate performance, not seeking to take, see, sim uh, seeking simply to complete and act uh, properly or well or in accord and then leaving it alone. Uh, once it's done, it's done. That's enough. That's all I'm here for. I'm not here to take more and more from people or get something back other than the satisfaction or the knowing that I've done well. Now that may be naturally there, therefore some connection to the way of helping people or the way of being with others. Certainly the way of helping men or creatures not turning back called resorting to the light in a sense is uh, begin and end in the Tao. Uh, come from the way and return to the way in the way of doing anything, in particular helping people. What does that mean? You know, begin, Ra said, begin and end in the Creator, right? <clears throat> this is a Taoist take on begin and end in the Creator. Um, not in technique, Ross said. And this is sort of resting in the stillness of mind and resting in uh, non-grasping, non-demanding performance. <laughs> Doing our best uh, and, and where that's in and of itself enough. The sufficiency of right action, the sufficiency of right speech, it's enough. Um, resting in um, an acceptance and understanding of um, what, the perfection of what is or uh, the adequacy of what is. It's very subtle here, really. <laughs> it's a, very different than 
Buddhism or spiritism, which is saying uh, this is this and uh, this is the way to ascend and this is the way to get into trouble. Uh, this is really the philosophy uh, of right action, uh, the philosophy of universalizing the personal. So uh, resorting to the light is not turning our back on those that we may help, yet helping them in a way that um, isn't self-serving and is satisfied with uh, right action, right speech, just for themselves with nothing more needed. <clears throat> and so that's why at the end here we're talking about the perfect man as the teacher of the imperfect and then the imperfect as the stock in trade, meaning the um, necessary uh, the necessary field of activity of the perfect man. Now, well, we're, I wouldn't call myself perfect, and we're all imperfect, of course, uh, but it's the goal <laughs> to continue self-perfecting or developing. Um, we may be in the role of teacher sometimes, or to the extent that we're seeking love wisdom, and others are not, which is commonly the case here. You know, commonly the case is that we're seeking, I mean, you know, to the extent that we are sincere and continued or uh, committed to continued development, which we are, more or less, um, we're seeking greater self-development ever and again, again and again. Meanwhile, most everyone around us is not. That's an interesting thing. And <clears throat> while we may not formally be in the role of teacher or helper, uh, informally or um, <laughs> inevitably we are, just to the extent that we're seeking to keep teaching and learning ourselves. Uh, and so here there's a comment then on the need, the value of respecting the teacher, which we may or may not get, <laughs> okay, fine, um, and also taking care of those we're with, uh, taking care of your stock in trade, meaning uh, in terms of uh, being in relationship, uh, a whole lot of our being is uh, of helping or being available for others self-helping and not necessarily getting from them. And so it's a real problem if you progress too far, then nobody can help you. <laughs> the only way they help you is by being available to be helped by us. Uh, it gets kind of uh, lonely. Um, but that's not... Uh, <laughs> it's it's not extreme necessarily. Anyway, uh, you may possess much learning, <clears throat> but if you don't if you don't take care of those in your care, or you don't respect those who can help you, uh, you're far astray. So we can see ourselves as the imperfect, seeking perfect learning, or seeking learning from those or sources, you know, people and sources that know more than we do. And it's critical to development to appreciate those further beyond us or further along on the path, as well as sources. Like, you know, that's what, that's what my life's all been, been all about, is appreciating these sources. That's why I have a playlist of uh, 20 categories of uh, great teach, what I consider great teachings. <clears throat> so, um, respecting those uh, beyond us or respecting sources that know more than we do or can help us by showing us that which we haven't fully learned yet or still integrating is critical. Uh, and likewise, uh, having a, an open heart to the people around us. D.C. Lao, Chapter 27, Dao Ching. One who excels in traveling leaves no wheel tracks one who excels in speech makes no slips, mistakes. One who excels in reckoning uses no counting rods. One who excels in shutting uses no bolts, yet what he has shut cannot be opened. One who excels in tying uses no cords, yet what he has tied cannot be undone. And so we see here the sections. Therefore, the sage always excels in saving people, and so abandons none, or no one, always excels in saving things, and so abandons nothing. This is called following one's discernment. Very different than uh, this is called um, 
resorting to the light. <laughs> so following one's discernment is akin to following the following uh, the light or resorting to the light, depending on light or universals. Hence, the good man is the teacher the bad learns from, and the bad man is the material the good works on. <clears throat> Not to value the teacher, nor to love the material, though it seems clever, betrays great bewilderment. This is called the essential and the secret. Very nice Lao came in here. Uh, this is a case where Lao may have nailed it better than Whaley. Uh, interesting equivalences. Late Whaley says um, this um, refusal to turn our back on helping and refusal or, or willingness um, to continue seeking our development while Whaley calls it resorting to the light, Lao calls it following one's discernment. And uh, there's a Christian perspective called uh, pray for discernment. Discernment is of fifth ray, right? Blue, fifth chakra, fifth ray, blue, uh, Vishuddhi, Vishuddhi Maga, the real Vishuddhi Maga. Uh, and in a way, uh, seeking discernment, and Ra talks about fifth density as the dimension of light. Right, so light and discernment and seeing clearly <clears throat> uh, the eye, uh, a clear-eyed uh, way of living, a commitment to clear-eyed living, is really does leave us with some or lead lead us to some of the same conclusions we're seeing here, to not turn our back on others, to continue to appreciate those. Uh, others who've, who 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 know more than us, or, or from whom we can learn, people and sources, and actually one can learn from everything. And it, there is a there is one chapter in Da De Ching where saying, uh, I think it's Confucius actually who said, "I can learn from the good man, I can learn from the bad man, I can learn from the one who is on the way, and I can learn from the one who rejects the way." True, and so that that is. <clears throat> Uh, a commitment to discernment, actually, a commitment to seeing clearly that that learning and development is critical. That's the essence, the essential secret, <laughs> or the essential that is secret to some or many, uh, is is the unwavering commitment to continue to seek learning and growth and to continue to be available to help as as is in balance, as remains in balance. So, following one's discernment uh, leads to knowing, to have a, a clear ordering of values. I mean, this is all very much about values. Uh, the superior man or person values continued learning uh, and therefore those who, those from whom we can learn people and, and sources. They all, also, by discernment, we realize by conscience, the heart-based discernment, that it's not good to abandon people until we see that there's really, it's hopeless <laughs> to be with them or it's too, they're too harmful to remain with. Otherwise, um, it's not good to abandon them. And so, not to value the teacher nor to love the material, though it seems clever, betrays great bewilderment. And so lots of people today um, think themselves very clever, but they're very upside down and tangled. Lots and lots of fast talkers um, and uh, excited speakers uh, believe themselves muchly clever, yet uh, miss much, thus are actually greatly bewildered and confused. This is a very interesting perspective here. All right, 28. Dao De Ching, 28. Uh, starting with uh, Arthur Whaley. Time check. All right. It starts with a quote. And this is, uh, again, very pithy Taoist perspective or Taoist values. Quote, He who knows the male, it's not males, he who knows the male, M-A-L-E, yet cleaves to or holds what is female, because like a ravine, meaning uh, like a, 
a cleft in the mountains where water passes. He who knows the male yet cleaves to what is female because like a ravine receiving all things under heaven and being such a ravine he knows all the time a power that he never calls upon in vain this is returning to the state of infancy he who knows the white yet cleaves to the black becomes the standard by which all things are tested and being such a standard he has all the time a power that never errs he returns to the limitless he who knows glory this is terribly punctuated here he returns to the limitless he who knows glory yet cleaves to ignominy becomes like a valley that receives into it all things under heaven and being such a valley he has all the time a power that suffices he returns to the state of the uncarved block now when a block is sawed up it is made into implements but when the sage uses it it becomes chief of all ministers truly the greatest carver does the least cutting this is all, all very classical Taoist phrasing <clears throat> the uncarved block in college I actually made an uncarved block it was <laughs> a piece of very pretty piece of, of wood it was about 12 inches long and about 5 inches high and I simply used the smoother to kind of put a just a, a smooth graceful curve at the top of it so it sloped down and then came up the other side in a, in a horizontal kind of a down slope and up slope and that was it <laughs> so it was the lightly carved block rather than a chunk um, it had a, just one uh, sine wave in it uh, the the purpose the reason for which the Taoist stays with the yin the female right they know the male they know the yang the forceful the willful the active the controlling the initiating the leading the dominating uh, the moving yet they hold to the opposite they hold to the receptive to the quiet to the um, uh, impressionable rather than the impressing and so being like a ravine like a not the mountaintop but the the valley between the mountains the reason that the Taoist holds to the yin is because it is receptive. There's the, you know, receiving and doing, the yin and the yang, the love and the light, the feeling, the heart and the mind. So the Taoist holds to the heart over the mind, uh, to the female over the male, to the yin over the yang, to the receptive uh, over the transmissive the feeling and the being over the thinking and the doing because that's the point of polarity that gets the most that's the point that gets the seeding the seeds go there that is where the seeds sprout the seeds sprout in the valley not the mountaintop the seeds sprout in the earth not the heaven the the place of fertility is the earth not the heaven the soil not the clouds <laughs> you know um, the the inner is fed and becomes the outer the outer is exhausted and returns to the inner so that's the, you know, there is a certain superiority understood by the Taoist to the yin position to the pole of the, the polarity of yin to the female to the receptive because that's where growth begins and if you simply seek to hold to the product of the growth meaning the young or the doing or the emerging or the controlling or the leading um, it will as always peter out it will come to its end so the 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 end of the receptive is, is transmission the end of the, res the transmissive is return to source or retiring or withdrawing again.
It's very, very interesting. And so the reason this is really explains why the female or the yin is favored by the Taoist. Because it's like a ravine. Because uh, it, it receives. It's given to. It's, you know, so the one that, that waits receives. And the one that acts gives and then is emptied. <laughs> and then returns back to the yin position of awaiting, uh, awaiting fertilization. So it's a very subtle, interesting point. No, he knows all the time of power. He never calls upon in vain. This is returning to the state of infancy, right? The child mind or the infant mind as totally open, receptive, not doing and making and creating and shaping and molding and controlling or dominating or initiating and directing. It's receptive. It's um, passive, you know? Passive has a bad name, but the but the root of active is passive. <laughs> you know, the female has a bad name, right? This is a very misogynistic uh, culture. I mean, men get screwed by society too, and so, and women can be troublesome, and men can be troublesome, and either can be saintly, fine, fine, fine. But there is some kind of you know, John Lennon said, "Woman is the nigger of the world," and I think that's how uh, many cultures, you know, in a service of self situation um, it's a pecking order all around everywhere is some kind of hierarchy and so the youngest children are controlled by the older elder children who are controlled by the mother who's controlled by the father who's controlled by the boss who's controlled by the minister who's controlled by the king um, who in the Taoist or Chinese universe um, has to remain virtuous to keep the mandate of heaven the divine right of kings in the old days yeah some of the kings came from the confederation so that's the root of it uh, and uh, autocracy is not a problem if there's uh, morality and virtue uh, but 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 uh, in a hierarchical system uh, everybody is sort of controlled by the one above them in the uh, with a little bit more power the Taoist checks out of that whole thing and in a certain way, rather than being, rather than wishing to be the one at the top of the pecking order, controlling everybody below them, uh, willingly takes the lowest position. But they also withdraw <laughs> from society. They're not like waiting around to be kicked around on the street corner. They just withdraw from the whole situation. <clears throat> but in terms of their inner work. Um, they would hold to the female or the yin or the passive or the receptive because that's where fertilization occurs. That's where fertility lies. Fertility lies in the fallow field. And um, the fully uh, sprouted seed that, that becomes a big tall tree has not much left for it then to be cut down. <laughs> And so that's where the Taoist is coming from. If you want to preserve your life, don't be too useful and don't put yourself out there. Being Become like a valley that receives into it all things under heaven. And being such a valley, he has all the time a power that suffices. That's the point. That power goes to the receptive while the active is expending its power and on the way to depletion and exhaustion. Which, you know, there's a, there's a time for that too. But if you hold to the male, you'll, M-A-L-E, or the active, dynamic, initiative, controlling, dominating. I mean, it may not be service to self. It may be taking charge, taking the lead. Um, what's next up is exhaustion. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, there's a time for sleep at night too. That's good. But it's, it's, the, it's the universal principle that the receptive receives. That is why the Taoist cleaves to the female. They know the male, but they hold to the female, because they know that uh, the power, you know, the the Tao de, the way and its power, Tao and its de, to get de, the Tao de, one must hold to the receptive, which is the female, which is the Yin, which is the retired, which is why they would act and then would and then withdraw. Do your do your danda, do your 
your dharma hindus would understand and then and then withdraw uh, because it's the withdrawn position the retired the receptive that gets <laughs> that receives into it all things under heaven that's the point you can't hold anything with a clenched fist uh, you can't get anything unless your palm is open holding nothing uh, just like Ross said for the positive server for the one on the positive path things come through him or her not to they come to and through those on the positive path not to to be a comp- to be accumulated and this is what he saw in the other anybody who's uh, alternating with me on the last talk in the Sutta Nipata Daniya Sutta da- Daniya the cattleman uh, he seeks to delight by acquisition by accumulation well you can delight by accumulation and acquisition uh, and then everything changes <laughs> and then impermanence takes its place and arising, persisting, decaying, passing away occurs and the delight goes away. Um, meanwhile, uh, to not seek accomplish, uh, accumulation or acquisition, one remains open-handed and then all sorts of experience comes to and through and we partake but we don't accumulate or what's being built is internal, not external. The accumulation is a refinement. It's a re- an accumulation of uh, distilled love light by experience, with without massively grasping and uh, accum- seeking to accumulate. So when the sage uses it, he becomes chief of all ministers. The greatest carver does the least cutting. Um, the one that <clears throat> works best works least. <laughs> uh, certainly doesn't hack. Um, and that's the dexterous butcher from Zhangzi, the dexterous the the butcher who keeps his knife sharp after decade a decade of cutting big chunks of meat because he finds the space between the the sinew and the and the muscle sinew and the bone or whatever. So this is real Taoist. So DC Lao chapter twenty eight. Uh, know the male, but keep to the role of the female and be a ravine, a ravine to the empire. If you are a ravine or valley to the empire, then the constant duh, constant virtue, will not desert you, and you will again return to being a babe, baby. Know the white, but keep to the role of the sullied, and be a model to the empire. If you are a model to the empire, then a, the constant duh will not be wanting and you will return to the infinite. No honor, but keep to the role of the disgraced, and be a valley to the empire. If you are a valley to the empire, then the constant duh will be sufficient, and you will return to being the uncarved block. When the uncarved block shatters, it becomes vessels. The sage makes use of these and becomes the lord over the officials. Hence, the greatest cutting does not sever. That's a little weird. <clears throat> so, there's some really classic Taoist prose here. Know the male, but keep to the role of the female. Know the white, but keep to the role of the sullied or dirty or dark. Know honor, but keep to the role of the disgraced. So, know the young power in activity. Um, but in terms of where you rest or what, what what state of mind you may depend upon, keep to the role of the female, uh, the role of the dark. Dark doesn't mean evil or bad. It it means um, not not surging forth, not not coming forth from the inner to the outer. Rest in your own quiet mind. <laughs> rest in non-proliferation. Rest in samadhi. Rest in being. Rest in wu wei, non-doing or non-forcing. You can know honor, uh, but keep to the role of the disgraced, which really doesn't mean walk around, I, I hate myself, I'm disgraced. But um, being anonymous, you know, the Taoist would say being unknown is a whole lot better than, than fame and fortune. Fame and fortune, you have only one direction. The, the next step of fame and fortune is a degradation of fame and fortune. Meanwhile, the position of the female or the sully, dirtied, or the disgraced, or the lowly, 
the next step is up. <laughs> the only, you know, when you're on the bottom, the only step, next step is going up. Uh, not that, not that um, one, you know, is necessarily even ambitious or, you know, this is a sort of ideal um, Taoist moral philosophy. Um, and again, it's totally reasonable, natural, obviously, to have desires and act on the desires. Ra saying, uh, for the, the proper role for the entity in third density is to experience all things desired. That's totally different than Buddhism and Taoism, actually. Buddhism is not saying experience all things desired. Taoism is not saying experience all things desired. Taoism uh, is really saying if you want to preserve yourself and be available to receive infinite power, you need to hold to the position of the yin. And the Buddhist is saying, if you wish to <clears throat> um, get out of suffering, which is uh, ever-present, even in pleasure, uh, you need to train the mind and discipline yourself and be moral and engage in mind training uh, to cut attachment and cut out craving, end the craving. There's uh, somebody put forward um, a reference to, I think, what is a traditional Chinese uh, story about uh, Buddha, uh, Gautama, and Lao Tzu, and Zhuangzi, uh, Lao Tzu and uh, Gongzi, Confucius and Lao Tzu and Buddha come upon a tub or a vat of vinegar. <laughs> <coughs> this guy was analyzing Chinese uh, politics in relation to that story. The story goes that uh, when Confucius tasted the, the vinegar in the vat, he said, ah, yes, you see, um, life in society is sour and bitter, uh, therefore the most careful discipline and ordering of society is necessary to protect people. Uh, we must reform society according to principles of right action. And Lao Tzu said, or, or the Buddha said, uh, Gautama would say, oh, this vinegar is so bitter and sour, you see, life is full of suffering, one must learn Buddha Dhamma and progress on the path. And Lao Tzu said, <laughs> according to the story, something like, oh, that's cool, vinegar is vinegar, vinegar tastes like vinegar, I accept that, that's great, take it easy, man. Something like that. That That's not exactly <laughs> uh, perfect, although I don't know what perfect would be. But yes, uh, Confucius and Gautama and Lao Tzu, uh, Confucianism and Buddhism and Taoism uh, make three different responses to the, the vinegar, acidity, sour, bitter taste of life. Uh, where the, the Confucian uh, sees it as a call to reform society and uh, order the relationships, order human relations properly in Zhen which is uh, humanity, humaneness, and very virtuous, very much love wisdom. Uh, while that's the Confucian response to the, the vinegar of life, uh, Gautama sees the vinegar of life, you know, as uh, the first noble truth, the, the truth of Dukkha, and therefore <laughs> the value of progressing along a path or the Buddha Dhamma path to freedom from vinegar. And the Taoist approach is uh, life has vinegar, life has sweet, uh, take it easy, and um, be with the vinegar, and uh, soon will come the sweet. And um, if one is very free from um, judgment and picking and choosing, one can even enjoy the vinegar uh, periodically as much as one may enjoy the sweet. Uh, so, <laughs> so here we have the Taoist perspective. Uh, which is very much uh, accepting what is and making oneself receptive to, to greatness rather than um, forcing or fighting or struggling for greatness. Letting, letting greatness or power or value uh, improvement come naturally by... Um, a pure-hearted receptivity. So, while the goal is to be akin to the uncarved block, um, meaning 
uh, full of potential, not yet worked upon, uh, can be made and fashioned in any way. Uh, when that's broken, it becomes particular items. Just like uh, when Unity uh, continues, you know, the, the development in cos Cosmogenesis from intelligent infinity to intelligent energy to the seven rays to the 10,000 things. That could be akin to the a quite a, a kind of splintering of Tao <coughs> or <coughs> the um, the um, emanation of the logos, logoic infinity and power into the seven rays and then the 10,000 things and then the near infinity of uh, names and forms in the universe, in the octave, uh, that is an apparent splintering or shattering or fragmenting or breaking up of the one, of the ineffable, of the Tao, of the mystery. Uh, but the Taoist <laughs> holds to the prior, to the splinter. The sage makes use of uh, name and form, may become lord over the officials, uh, but he himself or herself himself uh, holds to source before the fragmenting, which is the uncarved block before its carving. The greatest cutting does not sever. Um, <laughs> it's uh, um, skillfully working in multiplicity. Uh, while uh, retaining uh, awareness and being in unity. So, uh, the mind of unity in the world of duality. A mind-heart appreciating unity, which is the unity of the physical and the metaphysical, too. Right? All is one, all is source, all is light, all is God, all is the Logos, and the physical that we perceive is at one with a metaphysical we don't perceive, uh, that's the mind-heart of unity, uh, at least put into words, uh, while we're here working in apparent multiplicity or apparent duality. And so the Taoist knows the unity or the sage or the seeker who's well-developed, knows the unity and works well from it in the duality, multiplicity of countless name and form. So I can work with the mind, but I dwell beyond mind, like that. Uh, I can work in the, 10, 000, in the realm of 10,000 things, but my home is, is uh, there prior to the 10,000 things. You know, I live, I live in the one, and I work in the many, this kind of view. So, all right, 28. Now, 29. And this will be where we end for today. <clears throat> uh, dup, up, up. Oh, <laughs> camera on. Uh, okay. Uh, Tao Te Ching, chapter 29. Uh, pretty short here. And maybe we'll end on this for today. Arthur Whaley. Those that would gain what is under heaven by tampering with it I have seen that they do not succeed. For that which is under heaven is like a holy vessel, dangerous to tamper with. Those that tamper with it harm it. Those that grab at it lose it. For among the creatures of the world some go in front, some follow. Some blow hot when others would be blowing cold. Some are feeling vigorous just when others are worn out. Therefore, the sage, quote, discards the absolute, the all-inclusive, the extreme. Uh, a little bit strange uh, translation, the last line there. If you check the last uh, column on the left, it's actually, there are three chu. Chu means go, or leave, or remove. There's Chu Shen Chu Shi Chu Tai Three Chu's. In Taiwan we you know if I say I'm going to the city I say Wa Chu Chu Hualian. So 
leaving what? Um, leaving very, leaving extravagance, leaving safety, peaceful. <laughs> it seems to be leaving excess, removing excess, uh, removing extravagance, and removing um, stasis. Whoa, whoa. I think we have a monkey outside. Today has been very strange. There's some big creature on a tree. Wow. Who could it be? Oh, 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 oh. Yes, I think. Oh, my God. Just a second. <laughs> I live in the jungle. Many strange creatures come and go. Wow. Oh, hello. There is a one-foot monkey right out my window and one on my roof. Wow, a gray monkey. <laughs> but by by the way, the, by the intensity of how the tree branches bend, I can determine approximate the weight of the being on the branch. And this, there is a monkey. There is a small troop of monkeys making their way through the neighborhood. Wow, <laughs> he was about two feet from the window, looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and. Uh, I'm becoming kind of woven into the fabric here. <laughs> so they don't get scared of me anymore, which is good. As long as they don't take up residence in my room, I'm all right. All right, uh, three twos. Um, leaving excess, leaving or departing or removing extra... That's, he's on my roof now. Leaving extravagance <laughs> and leaving Thailand. No, not Thailand, it's Thai. God, they are walking across my roof, <laughs> onto the trees next to the big bamboo tree. They, they're just, you know, they like the Dhamma, so they're just listening in. Uh, all right. It's really that the sage um, rejects anything that is extreme, and striving is considered extreme. Uh, seeking to acquire... Endless acquisition is seen as extreme. Uh, seeking to convince everybody of a position, of a point, is extreme. Uh, seeking too much. <laughs> wow. There's a group all around here. I see, periodically I see these trees going, the branches swinging wildly outside my window because there's a 30-pound monkey. Wow, he's right on the... I can see him. My, my. They are so comfortable with me now. <laughs> He's like four feet outside my window, this uh, two-foot-tall monkey. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> it's Taiwan. Very cool. Anyway, sorry for that. That's a bit of real life here. Uh, the holding to the female is rejecting anything that's extreme. Anything that is unsustainable is rejected. That's the point. Uh, the receptive is sustainable. The yin is sustainable. It's the fallow receives. You know, the soil receives. The clouds... They are all over the place. You know, the clouds pass through the sky and then they dissolve. But the soil, the earth remains. Likewise, the sky remains. You know, chittakash, the akash of chitta, chitta, mind, akash, space or field. The, the mind space or heart space of awareness, as Nityananda would talk about chittakash all the time. That is, um, oh my, now he is right on my stairway railing. Wow, so bold. About five, about ten feet outside my window, <laughs> looking around. He's a two foot tall young monkey, gray. Oh my, I have really become woven into the forest here. He's just right, <laughs> right on my railing, about ten feet outside the window. And there's another one on my roof. 
see I become uh, harmless and now they're <laughs> having their way with me here my 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 I've never seen monkeys the monk I've seen monkeys here before but they've never been so close sorry I can't explain that to you but <laughs> they've uh, surrounded my house and uh, having fun okay very cool very cool and they're still on my roof bouncing around uh, sorry sorry I guess some people will be critical of me for talking about this but just uh, just reporting it from the ground here uh, it's a very profound line I feel that um, that which is that which is under heaven is like a holy vessel dangerous to tamper with um, those that would gain with what is under heaven, which is holy, by tampering with it, they don't succeed, they harm it, they lose it. If you tamper with it, you harm it, meaning if you try to improve on it sometimes. I mean, the Taoist is very, you know, the Taoist is, a, is, is not a humanitarian, actually. And so, or, or there's a strain or a thread in Taoist teaching that is very uh, cool <laughs> and basically says well not my problem and um, not self-sacrificing at all <laughs> there's no martyr here in Taoism the Taoist is not a martyr he's the anti-martyr and so the typical metaphor is the gnarled uh, ugly tree uh, never gets cut down lives its full life out versus versus the Jesus, he's right on my roof, eating some young tree leaves. Versus, <clears throat> I'm just a little shocked to see them surrounding me. Uh, they're not violent, they're just eating. Uh, versus um, the tall, straight, excellent wood plank tree. The tree that's tall and straight, the oak tree that stands tall gets cut down and then used for you know human activity that you know that the, the that kind of love over wisdom service is not much appreciated in Taoism so you can say that Taoism is selfish maybe meanwhile you see in the other chapter uh, never turns his back on creatures and is always is a respectful of those that, that they're helping and always willing to help. Um, so there there is a little tension in Taoism between uh, the one that rejects society as um, harmful to my own well-being and um, uh, the virtue or value of being ever available. It's being ever available tail hanging from my window <laughs> being ever available to humanity um, without harming yourself that that's uh, part of the teaching here I'm sorry I'm distracted there's a monkey tail hanging over my window outside <laughs> he's sitting on the ledge eating some leaves all right uh, DC Lao 29 whoever takes the Empire and wishes to do anything to it I see will have no respite, meaning no peace. The empire is a sacred vessel, and nothing should be done to it. Whoever does anything to it will ruin it. Whoever lays hold of it will lose it. Hence, some things lead and some follow. Some breathe gently and some breathe hard. Some are strong and some are weak. Some destroy and some are destroyed. Therefore, the sage avoids excess extravagance and arrogance the sage with his monkeys monkeys on his roof takes it easy <laughs> more than I can wow <laughs> there is a <laughs> two-foot monkey uh, ten feet outside my window swinging on the vines of <laughs> he's a baby swinging on the vines of oh my now he's really close Hi. I can't imagine, but there's a monkey working on all fours right outside my window. 
about five feet while there's another on my roof. He's staring at me, picking his teeth. <laughs> it's very strange. I'm looking right outside my window at my inner porch, and there's a monkey looking at me. <laughs> and another or two on the roof. Hi, 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 hi. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh... You can hear that boom, boom, boom. Those are heavier monkeys on my roof. <laughs> All right. Sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry I'm so distracted here, but uh, it's very hard to take it easy. Um, the, the Taoist approach is that things are fine as they are. The vinegar is vinegar, and sweet is sweet. Um, some are strong and some are weak. Some destroy or are negative, and some get destroyed or they, they're unable to protect themselves. The world is the way it is. It doesn't need your fixing. Uh, the very Taoist pr perspective. Um, and I, you know, I think that uh, Taoism and Mahayana Buddhism can go together. <laughs> Mahayana Buddhism is basically saying um, Bodhisattva is better than Buddha. Uh, I will not achieve enlightenment until all beings are enlightened. Uh, may I save and serve all beings. Um, a little bit of the love over wisdom approach, certainly not retiring to the forest to achieve uh, awakening and leave uh, the octave. That um, putting the, the desires of others first and their needs and service to all, <laughs> uh, that 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 value in Mahayana Buddhism can be well wedded to a Taoist perspective of um, things are fine as they are when they're even when they're not fine, even when monkeys are climbing on your roof. Uh, there's nothing needed to be done. Vinegar is sour and bitter, but there's sweet, and um, you know there's ice cream in the world too. And um, let the universe, let the world be as it is. So you see, on the one hand, you have Whaley talking about that which is under heaven. Lao talks about it as the empire. Clearly, the empire of lies today, the West, um, and the East have their lies too. But particularly the West, which is satanic uh, at, le at top levels of leadership. Uh, to say that um, that empire is a sacred vessel, nothing should be done to it, uh, doesn't quite accord with me. Uh, satanic is not sacred. But this is the way these souls have made this civilization. And uh, unconditional service to all is a beautiful thing. Uh, and there's a time to withdraw. And if you're stuck in doing, you will drain and be exhausted. <clears throat> Just like if you're stuck on being or feeling or retirement or held, holding back or resting, um, if you're stuck there, you'll be in trouble too. You'll be in problem too. And so the sage avoids excess, avoids extravagance, avoids arrogance, <clears throat> uh, avoids uh, attachment particularly uh, attachment to the yin or the yang attachment to leading or following certainly this teaching is counters the way of the yang the leading and being strong and destroying and controlling all of those that are overvalued then as now right in ancient china as well as today the overvaluation of the yang is countered by the Taoist teaching appreciating the yin and realizing that um, the yin receives the yang while the yang or the the doing naturally dissipates and peters out and goes back to the yin so uh, the value of today is tomorrow <clears throat> the value of activity is its consequence the, the, you know, the consequences of activity that's monkey screaming. 
the activity can be valued as moral, immoral, good, bad, right, wrong, skillful, unskillful, to be uh, done or to be avoided by analysis of consequence. And so the value of today is tomorrow. And um, uh, today the, the decision, the options can be measured by an understanding of their consequences. So the Taoist is saying the world is the way it is. In fact, it's never going to be as you might hope it to be, at least in this dimension. Um, accept that and don't fight it. Uh, meanwhile, from the previous chapter, you know, there's a teaching, don't turn your back on people either. Uh, so anyway, um, we'll go further and further with this approach and this teaching uh, next time. We'll begin next time with chapter 30. We're moving right along. Uh, I hope this was helpful. Sorry for my uh, extended commentary on the gray monkeys, but it was uh, <laughs> a... Uh, further <laughs> development that I've ever seen where the monkey could actually be just a few feet from my window and my door. They're still over there. They're right out my window still. Um, things are moving right along everywhere. So take good care of yourselves. I hope you're well. See you next week and good night. <laughs>